You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Welcome back to Talk Back, the Dramatist Skills podcast about building the theater we want to see. I'm your host, Christine Toy Johnson. This season is all about collaboration. In this episode, we'll talk about connecting, working, and writing as immigrants of the United States. Our guests are playwrights Saviana Stanescu and Karajad Sibic, and Daniel Gallant of the New Yorican Poets Cafe. Each share from their own experiences in creating space to specifically highlight immigrant voices. I'm so happy to welcome my guests today. Would you please introduce yourselves to our listeners? Let's start with Saviana. Hi, everyone. I'm Saviana Stanescu. I'm a playwright, poet, um, and activist based in New York. I consider myself a global playwright or a playwright without borders, but definitely an immigrant playwright in the U.S. Thank you. Thank you. Karidad. Hi, my name is Karidad Stich. I'm a playwright, uh, translator, essayist, and artifice. Uh, I'm also founder of No Passport Theater Alliance and Press, and I am a child of immigrants, but I was born in the United States. Thank you. Daniel. Hi, this is Daniel Gallant. I'm a writer, teacher, and the executive director of the New Yorican Poets Cafe. I am not an immigrant, but the New Yorican Poets Cafe serves immigrants and artists from a range of backgrounds through poetry, music, theater, education, and a variety of other events. Thank you so much. I wonder if you could tell us a little more about the programs that you've been hosting there, especially pertaining to immigrants and immigrant artists. Certainly. Well, a, a little bit of background on the cafe. So since 1973, the New Yorker Poets Cafe has championed artists who exist outside the mainstream, in particular, a Latino, Black, immigrant, indigenous, and LGBT artists who have not yet found consistent havens for their literary, theatrical, or musical work. Each year before COVID, of course, we served more than 70,000 spectators, the majority of whom are young people of color, and our performances, classes, and workshops, which feature spoken word, theater, Latin jazz, dance, film, and literacy and writing workshops. Most of them take place in the former tenement building on East Third Street that the cafe owns and operates but also in schools, city parks, museums, and lots of other venues around the greater New York City area. Um, And the cafe has been an incubator and launching pad for hundreds of plays and musicals, uh, including works by Ishmael Reed, Miguel Pinheiro, 
Kazaki Shange, Sarah Jones, Elena Del Valle, and uh, many more. And we recently concluded our first online show play and monologue contest, which featured world premieres of work by both established and emerging artists, including Reggie Gaines and Carrie Dye Switch, who's on this podcast. And we've been proud to, to partner with Carrie Dye on her events under the Mill Passport series, and as, as well as with Saviana on uh, the Liberty's Daughters series. Since uh, March of 2020, like so many arts organizations across New York City and across the country, we've been closed for on-site programming due to COVID, but we developed uh, dozens of digital versions of our arts programs, including uh, twice weekly open mics, which are very popular, poetry workshops, uh, live stream performances, and panel discussions. And among these series are Liberty's Daughters, which we partnered with Saviana on, um, the Indigenous Voices Showcase series, which is curated by and centers the voice of Indigenous artists, the online translation slam, digital verse, an ongoing poetic collaboration with WNYC, uh, the ASL slam, and a whole bunch of others. Uh, so we are keeping very busy online, and we are also cautiously but excitedly looking forward to the day when we can reopen in person again. Thank you. Salviana, I'd love to hear about the programs you've been putting in place specifically to illuminate immigrant playwrights and multidisciplinary artists, and how collaborating with the New York and Poets Cafe came about. Uh, thank you, Christine. Uh, yes, I founded um, Immigrant Artists and Scholars in New York, YASNI, in 2010 as an alliance uh, or a platform for immigrant uh, artists uh, to, to be heard. So we work with um, immigrant playwrights, actors, all kinds of multidisciplinary artists, and we showcase um, uh, their work. We started to work with the Nurican back in 2010, actually, when we uh, did our first show. So I've always been very fond of uh, the Nurican Poets Cafe. Unfortunately, of course, the, the pandemic uh, had us stop all our events. We had planned a Liberty's Daughters event for March 14, the year of the pandemic. Wow. So uh, it was so sad to, to uh, stop uh, and uh, cancel that particular live event. But Daniel asked us to do it online. Daniel Gallant asked us to do Liberty's Daughters, Immigrant Women's Monologues, almost um, every other month, I think. I found that there were advantages in doing these online events because uh, they did reach more people globally. I did find actually very fulfilling to have uh, these immigrant women's monologues every other month and invite different um, immigrant playwrights or second generation immigrant playwrights or actors or multidisciplinary artists. I'm open to, to these different forms because, you know, as immigrant artists, as hyphenated artists, we do wear multiple hats and I do like to, to work and encourage the work uh, on uh, this multidisciplinary and transdisciplinary uh, platforms. So yes, the Nurican has been for us um, a great platform during the pandemic to have uh, our voices heard. I am a immigrant who came to the U.S. late in her early 30s. And I'm actually, I will be celebrating 20 years since I arrived in New York in August this year. I consider myself a 20-year-old American <laughs> That's playwright wonderful. as well. 
I also want to add that I got inspired by Caridad Zvich, no passport. Caridad uh, Zvich has been uh, one of um, uh, the, the artists that um, I admire the most. And um, I have presented with Caridad uh, Zvich um, in uh, different um, uh, events and different conferences. No Passport Press uh, published two of my books, The New York Place and For a Barbarian Woman. So I'm a, a big um, fan and I hope friend of uh, Caridad Zvich. Thank you so much. Well, fortunately for us, we have Caridad in the room with us, the, the virtual podcast room. So I'd love to... Uh, welcome you in and ask you about your experiences curating No Passport and working with Murican Poets Cafe and, and your friend Saviana. Anything you want to you share, share with us? Thank you, Christine. First of all, delighted to be in the presence of all these wonderful people in the room. Theater Alliance and Press was founded in 2003 as a collective of 12 artists dedicated to exploring the boundaries and intersections between actually words and music from an experimental point of view. And it sort of mushroomed <laughs> into um, a global alliance looking primarily at human and environmental rights, and also looking at works, the promotion, advocacy, and publication of works devoted to aesthetic uh, diversity and ethnic and racial diversity. So it's been a long journey with No Passport. We've held several conferences at the New Eureka Poets Cafe, and I'm very grateful uh, that the Conferences were archived by HowlRound. So if you're ever curious to take a walk into the past, <laughs> into the recent past, you can go to the HowlRound archives and you can see some of our conferences that were archived there. I've been very interested in focusing on uh, publication exclusively, only because I feel like that's a legacy, mm. you know, mm. like that's going to stay behind. And I feel like it's really important to get work out there. So right now I'm copy editing five different books. We launched uh, several books this summer, including Saviana's Or Barbarian Woman in Other Plays, uh, Lana Joffrey's Valiant, Stacey Chaikin's Looking for Louie, and several others. So I, I feel like, you know, that's where I feel like the legacy will be. We've also collaborated extensively with Chantal Bilodeau on climate change theater action, which we actually initiated in 2013. So wonderful to hear about No Passport. Thank you, Caridad. I also have a question for you about how you find your collaborators. How do they find you or, or how do you go about bringing people in? How do I find the collaborators? This is an exciting question. Uh, sometimes I just walk up to people and say, hey, you want to be <laughs> be part of it? Like I admire their work or I've been following their work and I'm a super fan. Sometimes there's people emailing me and saying, hey, you know, I've heard about what you all are doing. I'm interested. Sometimes it's just, yeah, like word of mouth, like other people in the global collectives, about 600 of us in this collective. It's interesting because we've been touching, obviously, about the pandemic a little bit and online collaboration and so forth. But you know, No Passport started and has been almost virtual for its entire existence. You know, I haven't met like all the 600 people, like haven't physically met all the 600 people that are part of the alliance. Uh, so I, I feel very comfortable in the virtual environment. Uh, maybe it's, I feel like it's my second home. <laughs> and 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 I think, I think also because I feel like the in, impetus 
around no password once it started to mushroom beyond the initial 12 people that sort of shook hands and said we're going to do this is that it's always been devoted as the title sort of states to you know there's basically international exchange sort of built into its vibe and so so that means you have to work virtually you know what i mean because we can't log all those miles we can't jump on a plane we can't all do that but also environmentally as we know we need to be thinking more and more about that because i think remote work is in order to save the environment remote remote work is where we'll need to be we'll be back in just a minute with more from today's panel Welcome back to Talkback. Today we're talking about collaborating to amplify the voices of immigrant playwrights. I asked our guests how else they've been gathering their communities. Here's Salviano. So uh, yeah, the virtual environment has been great uh, because we have been able to do um, so many uh, great events and have so many people listening to us uh, precisely because um, I feel that many times, you know, uh, unfortunately, People um, patronize um, uh, immigrant artists. So my um, strategy and my desire is uh, to show that they can learn something from immigrant artists as well. You know, it's a give and take. So I, I like us to, to be able to express um, our voices and say what we have to say in a way that gives people more insight into what means to be what it means to be an immigrant artist, a multicultural artist, an artist without borders. So I'm trying very hard and I've been trying for all my life here in the US to fight stereotypes and to fight and challenge the stereotypical way of putting people into uh, small boxes. So uh, my entire work is about um, opening up doors and opening up minds as much as I can. We have things to share, we have stories to tell, and I also believe, of course, that the US audiences can learn a lot from what immigrant artists have to share. Of course, there are like different immigrant artists. There are people who came here as children. There are people who came here as adults, as myself. And there are different sets of challenges for different immigrant artists. We do what we can to amplify immigrant voices in any way we can. Even with my own place, all my American plays are about the immigrant experience, you know. I guess you cannot escape that, especially when you are an immigrant like me. I was a playwright, I was a poet in Romania, I was an established artist in Romania, and I had to start from scratch here in the U.S. These different challenges, of course, impact the way immigrant voices write or express themselves. And again, we need to, to hear them. I'm going to say that again and again. Pay attention to immigrant artists because people can learn from what happens in other countries. People can learn from multicultural people who navigate uh, uh, across borders and have intercultural stories to tell. Yes, of course. The, the idea of having a global perspective is so exciting. And I'm so thrilled with the work that you all are doing. Daniel, I would love to know from you how it's been where you sit to see so many different communities coming together. At How, how meaningful has that been? Fortunately, we found ways to bring a lot of the programming, open mics, performances, panels, education events, that the cafe is known for and for which 
audiences have flocked to, we were able to bring a lot of those online via Zoom, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and YouTube. And those virtual performances have increased access to our events for many people from around the country and across the world who had wanted to visit and participate in these events, who wanted to share their voices during our open mics, who wanted to try out their monologues or spoken word pieces at our events, but just who couldn't reach us otherwise. Our events, more now than they ever have before, feature and engage artists, students, and spectators from across the country and around the world. And we are hearing from more voices than ever before, including some artists from overseas who wake up at two or three or four in the morning mm. to join our programs. But on our virtual stage, as before on our bricks and mortar stage, we encourage artists to take creative risks, to address challenging and controversial topics, to be honest and direct, to share their personal narratives, and to be willing to fail and to learn from failure and to learn from the reaction of audiences. And, and although the audience artist interaction is different on Zoom, different on Facebook than in the physical space, we've seen a lot of innovation as the artists who we work with adjust to that sort of give and take, that sort of feedback. Because feedback loops are a huge part mm. of the work that we do at the cafe. There's a lot of direct interaction between artists and audience. And so artists learn very quickly what part of their work really resonates with an audience and what, what part doesn't. And, and that dynamic has shifted online, but in a way, some of the response has been more real-time and more detailed, and that has allowed some artists to sort of craft, update, and revise their work. Um, we have seen some artists who might not have been able to hear each, for, each other's work otherwise or might not have been able to collaborate on theater piece or spoken word piece who, because they live in different cities, because they had just never encountered each other through the magic of uh, online programming, have been able to create cross-disciplinary works in partnership and collaboration. And many artists who perform at our events, uh, both online and in person, view U.S. popular culture and U.S. pop politics as, as outsiders mm. through a lens of difference or alienation. And sometimes this is because those artists are immigrants, and sometimes it's because they're from communities of color that have uh, experienced repression and discrimination mm -hmm. throughout this country. And it's always been true that we aim to entertain audiences, but also to challenge the assumptions mm -hmm. of our audiences and to give them opportunities to learn from perspectives and voices they might not otherwise have heard. Saviana's and Caridad's work as writers, curators, publishers, and producers resonates uh, very strongly with our mission and our aesthetic. Thank you. Wonderful. Caridad, I wonder if you have anything to add about how it has been to gather in your community in, in, uh, in new or old ways. Well, first of all, beautiful, incredibly well-articulated sentiments from both my colleagues. I think to add, I would just say it feel like during the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, uh, and I personally found, you know, basically as most of us did in the arts, all the work stopped. 
in its tracks. And so I launched into a, a series of collaborations with different organizations, mostly scrappy folks doing work across the country who decided to really embrace the digital medium. And that's been a blessing, I have to say. I, and I got to work with people that some of them I never get to work with before. Others amplify work that, that otherwise perhaps you may not have intersected. But I have found that there's something about busting down doors and going against gatekeeping mm. that is um, something I've always believed in. Uh, so, And I feel like this this moment, as people say, has actually put that to the fore and made that more necessary. Right, right. right. Well, I, just to follow up on that, Caridad, I, I wonder if you, if you feel like people are hearing and receiving your stories differently after the events of, of this past year? That's an intriguing question. I felt like I've actually had direct direct contact with audiences in a, in a very kind of thrilling way, including doing a show where most of our technology broke down, sadly. And, you know, suddenly we were all in the chat room together and just, just talking to one another. And I felt like that was the most blessed, beautiful thing. But also um, hearing so much from the disability arts community and that has felt completely left out for years and years and years and suddenly feeling like, oh, this is a space we can share. So I feel like those have been the intersections that have been the most rewarding. So to wrap up our conversation, I'd love to give you each an opportunity to tell our listeners where they can find your work and where they can engage with it and learn more about your stories. I'll start with Saviana. Thank you, Christine. So yes, we have a Facebook group called Immigrant Artists and Scholars in New York, Yasni. Um, the website page is on my own website, uh, saviana.com and savianastanescu.com. Uh, you can also find us, of course, on the New Rican <laughs> Poise Cafe uh, schedule. And also you can um, uh, find us on Fractured Atlas if you want to donate uh, uh, any money. And um, the last thing that I like to say is I feel that um, it is our responsibility as immigrant artists, as revolutionary artists, to continuously push our limits and push the borders of understanding here in the U.S. and uh, worldwide. Um, I do feel that during the pandemic, Black Lives Matter and the voices of Black artists, uh, Latinx artists and other people of color uh, are leading the new revolution here in the U.S., so I do want to be part of it, and I, I'd like to make all of you part of this. Let's be revolutionary artists and uh, push the boundaries of understanding and be uh, the new revolution in the arts. Thank you. Daniel, how can our listeners find uh, your work and engage with it? Thank you, Christine. First of all, I, I second everything that Saviana said. You can find most of our events from the past year and a half since the start of COVID on our YouTube page, on our Facebook page, and there are links to a lot of those programs also on our website. So our website is www.newyorican.org, N-U-Y-O-R-I-C-A-N.org. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Cafe, all one word. And you'll find on our website and on our YouTube and Facebook page, most of the videos from our recent collaborations with Saviana as well as with Caridad. And also those listeners who are interested in joining our events 
can sign up for our twice weekly online open mics on Monday nights and on Thursday nights. And those sign up sheets are always posted the night before on our website, newregan.org. And we look forward to hopefully being able to welcome back live audiences to our venue sometime in fall or at the latest winter of 2021. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And Caridad, how can people find you and engage with your work? You can find my work, stuff about my work at caridadstitch.com. That's C-A-R-I-D-A-D-S-E-S-N-Victor-I-C-H.com and nopassport.org. And also I'm sort of on YouTube on different, in different places. So you can find me on YouTube as well if you just key in my name. Thank you to our guests today for sharing their expertise and experience. Talk Back is a production of the Dramatists Guild of America. It's produced by Amy Von Masick, Sarah Storm, and me, Christine Toy Johnson. Robert Delaney Prime mixes our show. Our theme music is by Andrea Daly. Our guest producer for this episode is Saviana Stanescu. The Dramatists Guild presents Talk Back is distributed by the Broadway Podcast Network. Join the conversation online by using hashtag DGTalkBack. As always, to be continued. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.